Hello, everyone. After a week off, welcome back to Technical Foul, an Indiana athletics podcast that has not been having a good time this past week. Um, I am Emily, one of your hosts. Cody is our other, and he has some fun stories about Vegas to tell, he said. Uh, I don't know about fun. (laughs) Fun is debatable. Um, If by fun you mean I went with money and I left without it, then yeah, it was a blast. That Princeton bet didn't work out for you. Stupid Creighton. Stupid, stupid Creighton. Princeton look good. They look good, but they have a, they got a 7-2 Zach E.D. like freak in the middle, and he kind of, kind of swallowed up Princeton's little baby guards, unfortunately. Good game, though. Just for Creighton to choke and die against San Diego State. Oh, yeah, this... We, we, we planned out a whole agenda this week, folks, to keep ourselves on track, um, but let the record show that that last foul was a foul. I think it was a little sus because they hadn't been calling fouls like that all game, but that definitely was a foul. And anyone who says, oh, you, you can't call in a situation like that, well, it's the rules, so you definitely can. Just like they should have called a travel against Miami. Oh, God, dude. Ugh. The worst part is, and I'm sure we'll hit on this later, I watched the LSU-Miami game last night. And that's the team Miami was all year. They did. I don't think they made a single three. They were turning it over, breaking shots. Somehow they just they hit Indiana and they played sicko mode and hit every single three they took. God, I was so bitter after that game. We beat them nine <laughs> times out of ten. But ugh, thanks for nothing, Miami. Twins, go back to TikTok. <laughs> go back to TikTok. I never want to see anything from you two again. It's terrible. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we can get into it, because if I don't stop, I'm going to get off on that tangent now, and we have, we have time scheduled for that later, so. All right, where did we say, where did we, say we were going to start at? Just, like, tournament overview in general, right? Yeah. All right, go ahead. You, t- you can take it away. Um, well, it's been a minute. Uh, the last one that we did was just after Selection Show, so mm-hmm. now we're at the Final Four. Yeah. <laughs> We took one week off and the tournament ended, basically. My thoughts. My thoughts. Um, My thoughts are Indiana, both Indiana teams somehow faced a juggernaut that wasn't a juggernaut, Mm -hmm. uh, which is unfortunate. But I did see a stat that, according to like the last like six times Indiana the men's team has been eliminated from the tournament uh four of the six have made it to the final four. Oh, I, I saw it. yeah that's that's our like, luck hmm. isn't it I was like ain't that a bitch <laughs> yeah that's uh, that is you know folks that is that is Indiana athletics for you in a in a nutshell yeah, no, I I agree with that. I think the moral that I came out is the moral that we get every single March. And it's guards and defense will take you farther than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I don't think any of the teams remaining have, like, a crazy, like, elite big man. But they all have like had really good guard play. 
yeah, that was my biggest takeaway watching the watching the IU Miami men's game. Just the 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 sheer athleticism their guards had compared to ours. I mean, watching them just completely blow by, you know, Miller Cop and Jalen Hood Shafino every single play was just I mean, I, I, I think they were trying. Like I'm not trying to knock their effort and say they weren't they weren't giving it their all, but they just they could not keep up with Nigel Pack and the rest of those guys. I mean, it wasn't even close. Yeah, I think the other element of it is the Big Ten is trash, but we've mm-hmm. been new. We've been new on that. Yep. <laughs> shout out to Michigan. Minor shout out to Michigan State, though. I mean, making the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, Michigan State, Kansas State was a banger of a game. That game was awesome. Um, we knew this yeah. though. We knew if yeah. any team was gonna make a run, it was the Tom Izzo high seed. We yep. knew this. <laughs> Tom is Tom. It's like that. You, you, um. Oh, uh, what, what what what's what's the meme? The I think I think someone tweeted this out after after the game, but it's that like the weak dog meme. It's like Tom Izzo with a high seed, and then like the jack dog meme is like Tom Izzo's a ten seed. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly what that was. Um, I thought Penn State had a, Penn State and Northwestern both had pretty good showings. Um, they won their first game, and I mean Penn State they kept it close against Texas. They just chose the wrong time to start missing every single three that they took. Um, but that was a, I mean, that was a respectable game. I'm not. Do you remember who did Northwestern play in that second round game? I cannot remember for the life of me. Oh. um... It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember it. Damn, I can't recall. All right, well, we should have done our research, but it's fine. Point is, I'm, I know it was a higher-ranked team, but, yeah, I mean, they played well. They just, both of them kind of went cold, but they did They did pretty decent. Um, let's, I, I need to hit on this real quick. Let's hit on the Big Ten team that absolutely embarrassed the league, and that would be your Purdue Boilermakers. <laughs> Uh, what the hell, guys? I we were watching that game. I was I was at home, so me and my me and my parents were watching it. And you know, it was, uh, oh. it was a close game. Sorry. No, you're good. Just Northwestern ran into the buzz saw that was UCLA. Oh, you're right. Yep. Okay. I mean, they only lost by six. Yeah, I mean, like them and Penn State, they both played good games. I mean, a couple. Okay, granted, you could say this about anything, but a couple more, couple more made threes, and they very well could have moved on. So, I mean, Penn State played so did. well; their coach got a new job. Yeah, shout out to Mike Shrewsbury for real, man. It's a great, great coach. I'm not not surprised that he left, but bummed out for Penn State because they were actually poised to make maybe a little bit of noise, and now they're going to go back to a doormat. So, yeah, that's hate that for them. Um, but yeah, Purdue. We were watching the game at home, and it was a pretty close game at halftime. And you know, me and my me and my dad were kind of talking. I'm like, oh, you know, it's there's been a couple of these games like 16 seeds have kept it close at halftime, and then you know the one seed just you know does that leaning forward meme and just blows them out in the second half. But the more we were watching, I was like, oh, oh, this is this is getting interesting. This is this is getting interesting. Oh shit, Fairly Dickinson is going to do it. I just. I think I, this is another thing I tweeted out after the game, but I legitimately do believe that's the biggest upset in American sports history. I really do oh, think that. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. The only thing that I, – I literally tweeted this out after the game, but the only thing to me that comes close is the miracle on ice. 
Like, not only did Purdue as a one lose to a 16, they lost to a 16 that finished third in their conference and only mm-hmm. got into the tournament because of, I think, Merrimack was, like, Merrimack, suspended yep. or something. Like uh, They were they were transitioning to D1, so they weren't eligible. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And again, the shortest, the shortest team in the country, too. They were... They were, I don't know if they were full-on sub-300 in Kempom, but they were close. They were like 280, 290. I mean. I think they the were the only height, team sub-300. Yeah. The seed 60, 68 out of 68 in the tournament. The shortest team, their average height is 6-3. I mean, honest to God, I should have looked at this because it would have been curious, but I would wager that the South Carolina women's team is on average taller than Fairleigh Dickinson. It would not surprise me. I mean, those guys, those guys were short and it wasn't, I mean, they played pretty well. They shot, they shot decently from three, but you know, we talked about this in that last episode that a lot of these big upsets, like, you know, UMBC, Virginia, a couple years ago happened because they just go, they go nuts from three. I fairly Dickinson didn't, I mean, they hit some good shots. They they shot respectable from three, but it's not like they went out there and they shot, you know, 60%. They just, they just straight up beat Purdue. I, like, that's the easiest good. way to put it. They just beat them. Yeah, they're they're guards. Oh my <laughs> guys, <laughs> they were terrible. I can't wait to see what Purdue does next season if Zach Eadie leaves. I I would bet he comes back because I don't think anyone would want to end their college career on again the worst loss in American sports history. So I would bet he comes back, but I still don't think they're going to be that much better. I mean, their guards are going to have to make a huge leap. I mean, Fletcher, Fletcher Lawyer, Braden Smith, you could build a house with how many bricks they were throwing up there. From <laughs> it was horrible. Like, this, this is another thing I told my dad after the game. The P- Purdue women had played same place in Columbus the night before. And when Matt Painter took that last time out, I think it was, I think it was with like four or five minutes left or something like that. I looked at my dad and I was like, Matt Painter needs to call up Katie Gerald right now and see if any of her guards are still in Columbus because there is no way they would do any worse than Fletcher Lawyer <laughs> and Braden Smith are right now. <laughs> like, throw Abby Ellis in there. There's a 100% chance that she'd, she'd at least do the same. She probably wouldn't do worse. But yeah, they're, they're going to need a big leap from those guys. Otherwise, it's going to be the same next year. They'll win the Big Ten by three games and then get bounced in the, fr- in the second round or the third round, Sweet 16, if that, but hey, by man. St. Thomas, maybe. Tournament champs. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, Big Ten regular season champs, which, I mean, that's that's fine. We can't, I can't dunk on it too much, because obviously IU women won the Big Ten and then turned around and got upset early, but at least that was respectable. Losing to, losing to Fairleigh Dickinson, a 16 seed, that's not respectable, and you can't, there's no defense against that, ever. What are your picks for the Final Four? Final Four, uh... Well, my bracket was trash, um, obviously. I don't think anyone had this men's Final Four right, but I deleted the Tournament Challenge app off my phone, so I'm not even looking at it. I would say, right now, I'm going to go with FAU-UConn in the National Championship, and give me UConn winning it all. They've looked outstanding the past couple past couple games. See, I think we're gonna have the Battle of Florida. Okay. FAU and Miami. And give me the owls. 
Give okay, me the elves. Okay. okay. I would love that. That's what I'm rooting for to have. It's I think UConn is gonna win, but I'm rooting for FAU. Like Eastern Green High School, Dusty May, yes sir. Rooting rooting for you. The real question <laughs> is though, if even even if FAU were to lose that first game tomorrow, um, where is Dusty May coaching next year? Because you can bet your last dollar it's not gonna be FAU. Who comes calling? Yeah. Where does he go? Penn State. <laughs> that, that was that was one of my guesses. I was going to guess Penn State. Uh, I'm to... I feel like he would go, like probably to some lower level team in like a major conference. Mm-hmm. Sure. Probably yeah, Penn State. Penn... Uh, Providence, they just hired someone, didn't they? Or are they still looking? See, I didn't know if they filled it or not. If they didn't fill it, I could see them looking. But if they filled it, then it's whatever. I don't... Because it was Ed Cooley that... Le- he left Providence for Georgetown, right? Oh, yeah, they got Ken English. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Like, I thought they had hired someone, but I couldn't remember yeah. Couldn't remember who. Okay. Yeah, I can uh... see Penn State. There's, there's, sure, there's a bunch of other small mid-major schools out there that we don't care enough to know what their coaching situation is but i think if if shrewsbury hadn't taken the notre dame job i think the notre dame job would have been perfect for him i mean fairly fairly low expectations basketball school especially you know compared to their football program in indiana would have killed the state young guy i think that would have been a perfect setup if shrews hadn't taken it i think that um He could see. I don't know the outlook on some of these coaching like jobs yet, mm-hmm. so he might just like sit on it and wait for other things to open. But yeah. I feel like anything that he could probably want, he'll be a candidate for. Oh yeah. I mean, if you can take FAU to the Final Four, you can. You'll. I mean, look at look at what happened. After FDU beat Purdue, like two days later, he leaves for Iona. I mean, after the what, Florida Gulf Coast went on that run a couple years ago, went out to USC. I can't remember where the the UMBC coach went, but I know he left for a bigger school right away too. So, I mean, and that's just after winning, you know, a first, maybe a second round game. You take a nine seed, yeah. get major to the Final Four, you're going wherever you want. St. Peter's coach went to yeah, Seton Hall. Hall. Seton Hall, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he'll go. He'll, I, I've seen a bunch of people are already tweeting, you know, Dusty May, Indiana coach, 2027. Um, pump the brakes a little bit, Twitter. I could definitely see that happening eventually, but let's give – let's not send Mike Woodson off into the sunset quite yet, guys. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, overall, it's it's been an exciting tournament. It's it's bummed that – it's a bummer that IU got bounced so early. Um I think going back, circling back to the IU Miami game, I think that game shows how Jalen Huchifino could benefit from coming back. He's not going to. I mean, he's still a projected first round pick. He's gone. But I definitely think that game could show shows shows some things that he could work on if he were to give college. God, if he came back and X got a medical waiver, we'd finally Mm -hmm. have good guard play. Mm I'd cry tears of joys. I might too. 
catch me running through the streets. Um, I did see the J. He's dropped some in the mock drafts. Uh, the ones I was looking at, I think he's mostly projected in like the fifteen to twenty range. Yeah. So especially especially with NIL now, I mean, Cody Zeller came back for his sophomore year when really no one expected him to. But I don't know. He's he's still got all the tools. Like he could very. I'm sure he'll declare. He might hold off on hiring an agent just until he sees what feedback he gets. But yeah, I'd still bet he's gone. And you know, like I can't blame him. He his performance at Purdue was the memory of a lifetime. So he's immortalized for that alone. I think he could make enough money and uh build his brand up through like mm-hmm. just like improving his skill set mm-hmm. by coming back another year. I think that would help him a lot. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if he left. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think it's a, it's, it's a little bit more in question maybe, especially after that turn those two tournament games. Cause he didn't, he didn't play overly well in either yeah. game. He, he was just inconsistent. Yeah. And I mean, you know, respect to him like he was clearly devastated after that game I think he busted yeah. he busted his ass this year like I'm not knocking his effort or anything but that that's just kind of the way he was all year you know he, he'd he go to Purdue he'd drop 30 in Mackey one of the best games I've ever seen for anyone not even just a freshman and then you know he'd turn around and he'd have a game like he did at Maryland when he went like two of 16 with four turnovers yeah but there have been plenty of guys that have been really good and then blew up even more in their second year and then just went after their second year. Like I think Jay Dive sure. is a prime example of that. But Yeah. Yeah, that's a good example. We'll see. Yeah, so I mean we'll we'll see. Yeah, I'm sure the the announcements will start coming here pretty soon. Um but overall, you know, I think good a good year for IU. A good year overall. You you win a tournament game, you get to that second round. Trace Jackson Davis with one of the best seasons of any IU athlete ever. All, all in all, it's I, the expectations prior to the season. I think were pretty pretty overblown. The you know the Final Four contender uh, winning the Big Ten. I think people got a little bit ahead of themselves with that, and then the X the X injury certainly certainly yeah. didn't help. Um, but all in all, I I think this was a if I could talk uh, a successful year for them. I really do. Yeah, I would agree. I think that like people needed to pump the brakes yeah. on the expectations, especially after X's injury. Um, but with how they ended up recovering and how they ended up finishing the year, I mean, I have no complaints over that. Obviously, they know where they need to improve, so hopefully they go out and do that. But other than that, I think this season was fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, again, when... You know, we were both in school during the Archie years. I mean, if you had told, like, sophomore or junior year me that we'd, you know, win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament, finish, get get the double bye, win a tournament game in the Archie years, I would have laughed at you. I mean, that was unthinkable a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, damn, my freshman year was, like, the last Tom Crean year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, wow. Yeah, Tom Crean's last year. Yeah, that was my, that was my, I, I remember I was sitting in my high school history class when the the news broke that Crean had been fired. Um, Arch, Archie and Tom Allen both were my first, were my freshman year at IU. Um, but yeah, all in all, successful year. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what the team looks like next year. Obviously, Logan Duncombe has already announced that he's transferring to the surprise of absolutely no one. Um, still fully expect 
Tamar Bates and Jordan Geronimo too. I know they haven't declared yet, but I would be I would be more surprised if they did. Mm, I wouldn't be too surprised by Jordan. I'd be a little surprised by Tamar. Really? Yeah, I I don't know. I've I've gone back and forth on it. Um, in regards to Tamar, I just. I mean, he ha- he had a ru- he had a rough year this year, which is you know it happens. There's ups and downs, so I could see him wanting to come back and put it all together next year. But I could also kind of see him, you know, deciding he wants wants a fresh start, wants to be, you know, he's got the kid, maybe he wants to be closer to home with his parents. I don't know. Hmm. I could see that one going either way. I I lean towards him leaving, but you know, I've been wrong before many times. So yeah, I could see that. If you wanted to go closer to home. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they've got until May, so they've, there's still almost a, a month left, but I imagine, I feel like most people declare within a few weeks of the season ending. So I'd imagine this week, next week, we're going to start getting some answers on what JHS is doing, what the transfers are doing and go from there. Oh yeah. Cause you already have seen how active they've been offering people or showing interest. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I guess we can, we can kind of segue into that next the the transfer portal. Who do you think? Who do you think we have come in? What do you think we need? What do you, what are your thoughts? I know we've discussed this off the pod a lot, but curious your thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are they just need scoring. Yeah. They just I don't care how they get it, but I think some of the weaknesses of the team can be offset by just having a bench that can put up points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really anything. <laughs> Any scoring at all would do. Which is why I'm not upset at them going after Jameson Battle. Like, nope, apparently half either. of Twitter is. Um, <laughs> but people are too busy trying to see Jameson Battle as, like, the replacement for, like, star power, when I don't think Mm -hmm. he is that. I think he's more of a supplemental piece. And it's, like, people are seeing James about him, and they're like, oh, he's, like, the star power replacing Trace. And it's like, no. He might have been a star at Minnesota, but this, he is gonna be Race (laughs) Thompson here. (laughs) Yeah, he is Race Thompson too. here. He's gonna stand out on the fucking wing, maybe rebound a little bit, but he's just gonna stand there and catch and shoot Maybe take a guy off the dribble every now and then, but he is playing the four. I don't care what you say. Uh-huh. That boy is playing the four, maybe the three. <laughs> yep, I totally agree. And you, honestly, like I watched, you know, a handful of Minnesota games this year. Not, don't know why. No, no real reason to do that. It's putting myself through unnecessary Torture. Big Ten pain. Yeah, for no reason. But I know he uh, he played out of position. I did a little research on like Minnesota beat writers and stuff. He spent a lot of year playing out of position with all the injuries they've had. But I mean, he had a good year. His stats were uh, his stats were a little bit down this year uh, in comparison. But year before last, I think he averaged like eighteen a game and shot forty two percent from three. Like the the talent is clearly there when he's getting used right. And again, if he you know if he comes to IU, like we're not we don't need him to come in and be a twenty point per game scorer. You come in, you know, play some good defense, take the threes when you're open, and just don't do dumb stuff with the ball that's really all we need don't decide it's race thompson time with five minutes left in the game and start shooting all these hero shots <laughs> yeah all we he, need. he played two years at george washington and two years at minnesota 
Oh, and, me, I didn't know that. This is his third school. Uh, he has an average less than 10 points at any of the schools. His freshman year yeah. at George Washington, he averaged um, 11, 5, and 1 on... That's not bad. 36%. But they're all high attempts. It's not like he's shooting, like, a bad percentage on, like, low attempts. Like, he is shooting mm -hmm. the rock. He is not afraid. Yep. That is that is all we need. Respectfully, Miller Cop, looking at you, bud. Would have would have loved for you to shoot more often when you were open instead of taking floaters. But that's um, that's all we that's all we need from him. I, I would think we stand a good chance with getting him. Um, as I as I joked on Twitter, outside of it being a good fit for Indiana personally. Indiana, like as a team, I just think it would be super funny to do that two years in a row. I need your opinion on somebody, though. All right. Hear me out on this. Okay. He just declared for the portal today. Okay, I might have missed this one then. Caleb Love. Ooh. North Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to think I'm not good at, unless it's big 10, I'm not good at remembering other, other schools and other players. Uh, he's a guard, right? Yeah. He's their point guard that chucks up shots. Big Devonte green energy. <laughs> <laughs> we love the green light here. We love the green light. Um, all right. So if that, just knowing that I think it depends on what happens, what happens with X. If X is back, I don't think you. I don't think you get another pure point guard in the portal. Um, I know they've got. Oh, what's his name? The the, uh, the the white kid coming in. I can't remember his name. <laughs> oh, Gabe Cubs. Yes, you you've got him coming in. You know, X is good to play most of the games. I think it would be more beneficial to start bringing in a freshman earlier than to go out and get a portal guy who's only going to play a year or two. So if X comes back, I would say, you know, if we get him, like, I'm not going to complain about it, obviously. My initial thoughts would be no, but if X doesn't come back, definitely, because you're not, you're not putting a freshman in at the starting point guard role. I mean, either that or Trey Galloway runs point, and don't really love that idea. Yeah. I uh, know. Those, those are my thoughts on that. I, I know a couple of the names that they've been associated with, like, Graham E.K., the center from Wyoming, obviously Jameson Battle. Um, they've been connected with Joe Girard a little bit. Which, I did see that. All for that. Shooters. Give me all the shooters. Yeah. Um, I would be interested to see if um, they have any interest in Kellel Ware. Or the dude from Virginia, what's his name? Um, oh, I, I can't remember his name, but yeah, I saw that he had been recruited by Indiana. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. But there's like I just a, saw it too. A dude from Virginia that was like a freak athlete that is really good on like blocking shots and getting rebounds. And I'm like, oh we need that. And he just yeah, entered the portal. More, more post help down low would be great. Ah, Caden Shedrick. What's his name? Oh, yep, yep. But it's like him or like 
And then, like, with Khalil Weyer, he was, like, a five-star coming out of high school, and he played his freshman year at Oregon, and Oregon's season just didn't go the way that he, like, probably wanted it to. And, like, his draft stock mm-hmm. isn't high enough for him to go pro, so he's just, like, yeah. looking for something. So he might be interested in probably making an NLI or NIL dollar or two. So it's, yeah. like, who knows? Maybe if, like, they find the fit. But I could definitely see them going for – because they had the visit with the Ball State kid today. So obviously... I did see that. There <laughs> is focus on getting bigs, which, I mean, they need to, because Duncombe's gone, mm-hmm. Trace is yep. gone, Race is gone. Like, you got Malik. That's it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. So that's why, like, I wasn't too, like, focused on the Ball State kid, or even, like, Graham EK, for all that matter. I'm mm-hmm. like... I'm like, they could go out and get one of these guys and, like, they're the center off the bench for all I'm concerned. Yeah. Especially the Ball State kid. I think the Ball State kid would come off the bench. Um, But if they could go out and get one of these, like, long, like, lanky, athletic dudes, I think what they would do in that circumstance is... This dude is the five. He is not leaving the post. Mm -hmm. He's going to camp there on defense, and he's just going to swat at shots and get rebounds. And then their hope is that Malik's face-up game just improves enough that Malik is the offensive big. And the other dude Mm -hmm. is just a rim-running lob catcher that, like, the point guards can, like, throw passes up to and i think that is probably the strategy that they just have to go with because people are going to have to realize that trace did so much Mm -hmm. and uh, such a variety of things you're not finding one player that can do all of that you're not finding a dude that can rim run catch lobs block shots rebound score like you're not finding a dude that can do all yeah pass like you're not finding a dude that can do all of that at like such a high level like he could immediately to fill it in if you do that's like a luxury that's very rare to find like they're gonna have to find like two or three guys that can like piece together collectively like Mm -hmm. what trace did or like above the level at what trace did but they need a collective group to do that they're not gonna be able to just hey here's this guy that's gonna fill in and do all this like that's not how this works and that's what I think people are going to probably have to analyze because I've noticed with how they're targeting people, they're trying to get through like this early wave. They're trying to get somebody just like quick on the roster so they have some sort of foundation. So they're just wanting somebody. They're just like, we just need a big. Like at, at the end of the day, we at least have one. Yeah. And so. In that circumstance, even if they do end up not getting anybody else, if they get, like, say they just get the Wyoming dude, or say they just get the Bull State dude, they have them, and then, so, like, say they'll just be like, okay, well, then we need to shift how we're doing the rest of these guys, and then, mm-hmm. so, like, hypothetically, if that happens, one of them comes off the bench, Malik starts, and we just play four smaller guys around Malik, and you're just, that's why they're focusing so heavily on wings yeah. and shooters, it's because Michaelson knows that he's not going to have NBA level depth. And yeah. so he needs as many guys that can play as many positions and can defend as many mm-hmm. positions that way. Like they can just switch everything because I think he's finally like 
so he's going to his third year, but I think he's finally realizing that, especially with how short of rotations that he plays, the best ability is availability. And so he just needs as many players as he can to be Swiss Army Knives. Yes, exactly. No, I totally agree with that. I think it was you and I talking about this that I think the mold the mold they're moving to is, you know, one one big guy in the middle. And I don't I don't mean big guy, you know, in the Zach Eady terms. Someone big but who can actually, you know, move laterally and run rim to rim. But I think he's moving towards having that and then just again four guys that can switch one through four. I think that's the that's the mode they're looking for going forward. And I think that's what you have to have to be successful, you know, now in March. You can still play through the post some. Obviously, it worked out for pretty good success to Indiana and Purdue to some extent throughout this year. Um, but it can't be your only option. You can't have a 7-3 cyborg in the middle and just rely on that for absolutely everything. Yeah, and I think another thing that I'm, like, looking through has mm-hmm. I'm – because I'm looking at just, like, the different – transfer rankings and stuff. There are just so many guys available right now, and that's just going to continue to grow and grow. So it's yeah. like, they're going to end up probably making like tier lists or something of guys that they value or positions that they value. But I, I do think it's funny because I'm looking at this right now and Kirk Creesa is projected to go to Xavier and follow his old coach. And I think that's hilarious. Now going to, Going to Sean Miller. Yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll be an. I mean, it's. I feel like it's so hard to keep up with because you know I'm at work and you know not on Twitter for an hour or two, and then I will check it on lunch and find you know fifteen new high impact guys are in the portal. It's just it's so hard to keep track of. If they get my dream scenario is they get some sort of shot blocking big man and mm-hmm. Joe Gerard. I don't care who else you get awesome. besides that. If they get Joe Gerard, I will laugh maniacally. You and me both. Having him out there to just pull it from three. Cause he's like a, he's like a 43% three point shooter or something, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's like career, like, like 39, 40, something like that. I thought but it was he, something along those lines. He gets buckets. Oh yeah. Like they wouldn't have a they haven't had a guard that like proficient at shooting the ball consistently since Yogi. Like Oh oh god, I miss him. Like Joe Girard gets buckets. But it's interesting that they're interested in Joe Girard because Joe Girard's a point guard. He's only six one. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was only six one. So it's like, what are you up to? And then yeah, why would they, you go with one and not the other? They've showed interest in the dude from Florida, too, who's transferring. But he's a point guard as well. He's just taller. So I'm like, you're still trying to get point guards. We're about to run out a lineup of nothing but fucking six foot four guards. And I love it. Well, maybe he wants to, maybe they want to do a little bit more of a a two-point guard model, you know, kind of along the lines of what the women's team did, you know, with Grace Berger and Chloe Moore McNeil. I mean, obviously, you know, they're not going to go exactly the way they did. It's two very different styles of play, but 
don't know, maybe they're just looking for more than more than one option to be able to bring the ball up and stuff, you know? I mean, if anything, I think and I always I always when it comes to Mike Woodson, I always take it back to his Knicks teams because mm-hmm. I honestly I don't it's hard for me to remember him coaching the Hawks. Like I yeah. I have memories of him coaching the Hawks, but I just remember his Knicks teams so much more just because that's when I that was around the time I became more of a diehard NBA fan. So yeah. I just am more familiar with those teams. And the way that he like those teams were built for him to coach, it was two point guards, a three and D wing, mm-hmm. Carmelo, and then just a rim running shot blocking center. Okay. And I'm like, I so think they're verging closer and closer to that mindset of mm-hmm. get me as many people that can handle the ball as possible and we're just running up and down the court playing as yeah. fast as we can and I'm like I'm here for that screw this Wisconsin ball screw yeah. the big 10 screw tackle ball throw up shots and maybe it'll work works for Penn State if Penn State had a center they would have been a three seed Oh, 100%. With those guys like Andrew Funk out there to fill it up from distance, totally agree. Like, yeah, I think that's the that's the way it's going to – that's the way the league needs to move if they want to win a national championship sometime, sometime this century. This century, wolf. Yeah, honestly. I mean, because the way they're doing it right now, it's not – it's not going to do anything. It's not effective. That's it's certainly not effective. I mean, right. is there? Sorry. No, like, and you can just like look at the breakdown of it, and it's like when you look at each of the schools that are left. I actually think UConn's the outlier because UConn's like the only team mm-hmm. with like balanced size and a bunch of like different guys that can score like UConn is the most like NBA type team like NBA type built team out there but like the other three like Miami San Diego State Florida Atlantic like they're all built very similar yeah they're not big teams they're just fast and athletic and like Florida Atlantic and Miami can get hot at like Mm. any moment and then San Diego State's the opposite they they're not worried about getting hot. They're more focused on like shutting you down defensively. They play a slow tempo. Mm-hmm. Like I think I saw a stat where it's like Creighton averaged like nine threes a game, and they only made two in their game yeah. against San Diego State. It's like San Diego State's yeah. focused on the defensive end. Florida Atlantic is a top five three point shooting team, so their game is going to be interesting. But yeah, I think it's like having one star and just having them lead you through the gauntlet isn't really feasible unless that star is like a senior point guard in college. Absolutely. No, that's, that's a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. It's going to be, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it goes, how successful it is. I think, I think Mike Woodson has the program trending in the right direction. I mean, obviously, especially compared to what it was during the Archie years. Um, But yeah, it's, It'll 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 be interesting. I'm not 
even if we do get some impactful transfers, I'm not super optimistic about next year. Um, I think with what we have right now, I think honestly making the tournament, maybe winning a game would be about the, the max goal. I think I would expect, um, especially if X, if X doesn't come back, I think making the tournament would be the goal for that team. But again, you know, I, I always want to tell IU fans on Twitter just to, you know, freaking temp- temper your expectations, guys. It's Woody's second year. He's already got more Big Ten wins than Archie Archie Miller for sure. Maybe Archie and Tom Crean combined. I mean, he's got more tournament tournament appearances and wins than Archie did. It's everything everything is trending in the right direction, I guess is what I'm trying to say there. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's that that that's all that matters, you know. All right, we'll see. Like, looking at my agenda, so we did that. We did transfers. Do you want to do like a quick I, I, player player grade kind of breakdown f- the five or six major players for this year? Do a brief overview on what um kind of how their season went. Yeah, if you want to start, I can follow up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So let's start. We can start with start with Trace, obviously. Um, a plus, one of the best years I can ever. I mean, not that I'm super old, but that's one of the best years of an IU player I can remember. I mean, he did. I think he led us in every single statistical category this year. I mean, he was leading in assists. That's that is unheard of for your big. Just his his passing game was absolutely elite this year he straight up ran the point a couple times on fast break started the offense I mean just just an incredible player one of the absolute best to ever come through here um if he came I know obviously he's gone but if he came back and he took his COVID year I mean he would set every every single record that we have just I don't even know what there is what there is to say about him at this point just absolutely incredible yeah, I don't think he should deserve anything less than a 10. If I could give him a 15, I would. Like, yeah. he was everything. Yeah. Yeah, there's... I like. I don't even know. There's nothing else, really, that could even could even be said at this point. Um, just great player. Seemed, seemed to be a great dude. Um, gonna, gonna be weird not having him here next year. Gonna be weird. Oh, absolutely. All right, so it's, we got Trace, um, JHS. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say A minus. I'm gonna do mine on the on the school scale. He had a, he had a, he had a great year, especially for um, especially for a freshman. That that Purdue game, he will be immortalized forever for that. That's one of the best individual performances I think I've probably ever seen. Um, but as we you know, as we discussed earlier, just a little, little inconsistent. Definitely got kind of beat on beat on defense a lot um but you know he was he was still only a freshman I feel like it was kind of easy easy to forget it sometime forget it sometimes with how great a games he had um but overall like he had you know he's out there he busted busted his ass every game had some insane highlight reel moments uh which I think more more than makes up for the some of the some of the shortcomings he might have might have had this year yeah, I'd probably give 
JHS a B plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was borderline. Only because of how inconsistent he was. Like as a player, like when he was on, he's an A plus. But when he was yeah. off, he was awful. And I think it happened too many times for me to think anything other than that. But that's not to take away anything from him. Like he's still going to be a top pick, and the reason he's going to be a top pick is because the NBA looks at him from a potential standpoint and not a what have you recently actively done standpoint. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm looking at it as. I'm looking at the season as a reflect. So like, yeah, him right now I see as a B plus. However, him in the future could easily be an A player. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely agree. Um, we're at the at the end of the day, obviously we were way better with him than we were without. So that's kinda all that really all that really needs said about him. I'm glad even if this was his only year here, I'm glad that he glad that he came here. He was uh he was great. Let's see who we got next. Uh, Miller Cop. Uh I'm gonna say B maybe B minus. <laughs> I think he he had a he had a pretty good year. Um, shot shot the three from well, played played probably better defense than I think most expected him to. But his just his unwillingness to shoot the three sometimes, unless he was wide open, was just mind blowing. I mean, how many times did he pass up a wide open three to take some weird off balance floater in the lane like that? That 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 drove me nuts. So, I would I'd say B B minus for for Miller this year. Yeah, I would probably put Miller at a B minus, only because mm. it's like yeah, Miller, you shot forty four percent or whatever, but you only took like two or three attempts a game. Like yeah, I need you to take like eight, brother. You are on the floor to shoot. Be on yeah, your Andrew Funk shit. <laughs> The only the, God, I there were so many times this year. I swear I was screaming at him to shoot the ball, and the one time that I wish he didn't shoot the ball is when he took that off balance thirty footer against Miami that completely changed the tone of the game. I'll never, never forget that. But yeah, that's I'm giving him. I'm, I'm switching with you. I'm going. I'm going B minus. He had a he had a decent year overall, but would have liked a. Would have liked to see more. Uh, Race Thompson. Ugh. Uh, C minus. I feel bad because he was hurt and like again worked through a lot of stuff. Seemed seemed to be a good guy, but I just towards the end of the year there. I mean, there was no logical reason why he should have been playing. As much as he did. Uh, I'll give him a C. Like, I think at the end of the day, he was average. He had some great games where he really helped out. He had some poor games where you're like, what the hell are you doing? But yeah. So I think it balances out. Yeah, it's... I'll, I'll go back and forth. I mean, he had a, he had a good career, but just... I think that knee injury kind of 
kind of messed him up and he should not have been out there some some games. <laughs> but he did his best. That's all we asked for. He had a couple good games. He had a couple good games there, so we'll we'll give him that. Uh he's last. Trey Galloway. Last one. Uh B, I'd say. His three point shooting was great this year. Um didn't have quite the handle on the ball he did last year. I think he had a few more turnovers, um, but still had always brought in a lot of energy. Yeah, now I'm kind of kind of stuck. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say B. I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna give him a B plus. Okay. Um, only because I think before X got hurt, his role as primary ball handler off the bench was his perfect role. And I think he yeah. was so good off the bench. He was like the scoring yeah. and energy punch that they needed off the bench in combination with Tamar. Um, yeah. And then when X got hurt and it kind of forced him into that spot, it like, yeah, I don't know if like him being a starter just raised people's expectations or like it made them like forget that at the beginning of the year he was a bench guy. And so I don't know like what happened with that, but mm-hmm. I felt like, he still excelled at times. Like he's yeah, not one of the best shooters on the team, but he knows when to shoot. Like he improved yeah. a lot on his shot selection and just making the shots that when he's open, which I think was a big part of it. And then he's arguably one of the better defenders on the team, despite him getting yeah. beat sometimes. Like he's still one mm-hmm. of the better defenders. And 100%. He, I just appreciate, like, he, Trey Galloway's got that dog in him. Troy Bolton has he got does. that dog in him. And I appreciate that immensely. Ab- absolutely. He's, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, he was, I, I agree that I think his, his role would have been a little bit more clearly defined if he came off the bench. I think that's more of his, the spark, you know, spark plug, six man is more of his role. Um, but, you know, he played, he played admirably. He had to step up when X went down. I think I think he did well. Like I said, I was really really impressed with his three point shooting this year. That took a that took a massive leap. All right, let's see. It's been about fifty minutes on like the men's tournament and like the men's team so far. Is there anything else you wanna wanna hit on them? No, I think like as like more stuff comes out and like. Obviously, as like the tournament finishes up, we can go through and discuss, but we can yeah. switch over. Yeah. All right. So that was our that was our men's tournament slash IU men recap. Um, now on to the IU women. Uh, pain. Pain, <laughs> pain, 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 pain. Uh, that was that Miami game was probably the most bummed out I have been following a game ever um I don't think anyone was expecting them to lose to Miami and I think if they played them you know nine more times I think they would win every single time but uh that game was was just a perfect storm I mean you had Miami played out their asses as we obviously saw last night against LSU they are not a good three-point shooting team they're not a good shooting team in general but it's March, and sometimes teams get hot, and that's what they did. Uh, it, of course, didn't help that our 
you know, your All-American is playing. I know that I know they said Mackenzie Holmes is battling through air quotes knee soreness. Um, obviously, they're never going to say, and as is their right, we don't need to know people's exact medical conditions. But no part of me believes that it was just knee soreness that she had. There was something more serious going on that she was fighting through. Um, I mean, you had her at maybe fifty percent. Um, Yarden looked like a freshman for the vast majority of that game. Um, you know, Sydney Parrish was in foul trouble, couldn't play all that much. And then, you know, she had to spend a lot of the game sitting. So you had to bring in Sarah Scalia off the bench, who had what appeared to be the plague at the very least. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it sucks. Just just a perfect storm, especially considering for how, how good they've been all year long. It's, it was disappointing for it to end like that um, in the tournament, to say the least. Um, correct. Pain, pain, yeah. pain, more pain, pain. TikTok twins, I will see you in the fiery depths of hell. Oh, God. Thank I can't believe that I had to root for LSU and Kim Mulkey yesterday, but Kim, thank you for putting those two through the garbage disposal. Um, I was bitter enough after they beat IU, and then they turned around a day later and sent home my second favorite team, um, was really counting on our queen, Maddie Segrist, to put them through a screen door. And she did, of course. She dropped like 30 and 12, as as she is. But they still, again, shot kind of lights out from three and weren't turning it over. So, yeah, Miami is on my hit list forever for knocking out my two favorite teams back-to-back days like that. That was terrible. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was... That, that was painful, to say the least. Um, it sucks the way it ended. Um, I know, I, I was talking with talking with my friend about this the other day. This is going to get lost in kind of the, lost in the, in the, in the game, the travel game winner that they hit. But that step back three, Yarden hit to tie the game. Holy hell. She hit two clutch threes. Oh, she hit three. She hit all three of her after you know after she she was not having too good of a game up until that point. I don't think she scored until the fourth, but she hit those three threes. That last one, that step back to tie it. That's that is probably the most clutch shot I have ever seen live. I could not believe it when I saw that. I mean, to go to struggle all game, you're kind of getting cooked on defense. You're not hitting shots. And then with five seconds left, be trusted to tie the game and to just step back like that and drain it. That's, that's Marcus Page, you know, North Carolina Villanova levels. It's not going to get remembered because it didn't win the game, but holy hell, that was insane. Be interesting to see if her sister enters the portal. I, I would be curious. I would be surprised. Um, I looked it up out of curiosity, and she was at Villanova before going to OK State. So if she were to transfer again, um, she would have to. She'd either have to have her degree, or she'd have to sit out a year. So I don't think she's gonna. I would be surprised if she transfers. Um, I'd kind of be surprised if the women added anyone to the transfer portal. They might add one, um, but I think they've only got the one open scholarship with the two guards coming in, so they don't really. They don't really need a whole lot. Um, I could see them getting more front front court depth for, you know, Mackenzie Holmes and Lily Meister, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't add anyone. 
I think it would be interesting to see who they would target if they went for a transfer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I can't I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who I think they would think they would go for off the bat. Um, but as as we've seen the past couple of years, you know, that, that staff is is amazing at getting the exact right transfer for that situation. Um, so whoever they get, I'm sure is going to fit in seamlessly. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I think their starting five, I think is less up in the air than the men's is um, barring, barring one of those freshmen coming in and absolutely lighting the world on fire. I assume they're going to go with the same five that they did when Grace Berger was hurt. I think that makes the most sense. Um, you know, they should still, they should still be a really good team next year. Obviously losing, losing Grace Berger hurts. She is not someone who's replaceable by any, anyone ever. Um, but that's, you know, I I still think they're going to be good next year. I don't know if they'll be, I don't know if I'd go so far to say, you know, they were, they were better this year than last year. I don't know if they'll be better next year than they were this year, but I could, I could see it. I could see it happening. Interesting. Yeah, it'll. I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to interesting to see how it goes. Um, obviously, I don't follow recruiting super closely, but I've heard the the two guards they have coming in. I think one like Gatorade Player of the Year for their states, and they're like six one six two. So Perry's really going off and getting that getting that height in it guard. So it'll be it'll be a good year next year. I was also thinking of this earlier. Um, I want to run this by you. Curious, curious what your thoughts are on this. Um, might be a hot take, but here's mine. Chloe Moore McNeil, All-American. Not first team, not first team or anything, but honorable mention. What do you think? Um, That's what, It's my hot take. All-American? No. Okay. First team Big Ten, yes. Yeah, that's fair. Like I said, it's a it, it it's a hot take. Um, but I think she's gonna. Obviously, she had those two, um, two tough plays at the end of the Miami game, which you know, of course, not her not her fault that we lost that game. Not trying to imply that at all, but I think that's gonna stick with her, and I think she's gonna come back on a mission Whoa. next year. I think they all are. You know it's because she lives in this city. Oh god. That that legitimately <laughs> pissed me off. Like that that truly did. I am not, you know, I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist in Indiana or in sports anywhere. Clearly does. Not trying to say that. But this freaking weirdo trying to come who has clearly never watched an Indiana women's basketball game ever trying to come in after that game and act like we're going to hate Primer for missing that layup at the end. Like, are you serious? I I was legitimately angry about that. <laughs> Especially her of all people who, I mean, all those girls are nice, but from all I've, everything I've heard about her, Painter is just about the nicest person in the world. So trying to act like she's some, you know, hated member, you know, because of course the women's basketball team obviously largely hated around town. Everyone dislikes them and her especially. So great tweet, dude. Great tweet. Oh man. I saw that and I was like, get out of (laughs) here. Yeah. 
it was funny because later he's like, you know, everyone in here, and he goes, all of you people, you know, quoting and replying, you're just proving my point. Um, because literally everyone jumped to her defense as soon as you said that. Like, I'd be like, that's sir, how prove your point. Name two Indiana women's basketball players that are Mackenzie Holmes or Grace Berger. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you. Exactly. Sit <laughs> name, down. name one thing. Name one thing. Uh, for a dollar, name name one woman for a dollar, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, was that was ridiculous. I will reply to your hot take with a hot take, though. Okay. Claymore McNeil will not be all American. However, she will be all Big Ten, and I do think if anyone besides Mackenzie Holmes is an all American, it'll be Yarden. Yarden, I could. I I love her. She's such a baller. I think Yarden could have a big blow up in year two. She I, could, I I agree. She could go from what she's at now. She could average twenty, and I would be like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, and she'd do it stone faced too. Like you would never see her break any sort of emotion out there. No, I agree. I mean, she she slumped a little bit towards the end of the year, but she still. I saw she saw she set the IU record for. Freshman record for threes made in the season. Um, pretty sure it had been owned by Tyra Buss, so that's a that's a big record to break. I mean, you come in as a freshman and you shoot forty five percent from three. That's gonna that's that's gonna turn some heads. I think she could definitely work on her, you know, ball handling and defense, as we saw during the tournament. Um, but yeah, overall, her freshman year is probably one of if not the best in IU history I would say and she kind of came out of nowhere too like I don't think really anyone was expecting her to start until she did post her up too Terry yeah. Warren run more post ups mm-hmm. for your guards man yeah I mean yeah especially especially against Miami I mean you got six three guards yeah run a post up those freaking twins were so short. You could have sent freaking Sarah Scalia down there to post up. She still would have had four or five inches on them, and she's not crazy tall. Send everyone into the post. Yeah, they said they were five six. I'm like, why are we not yeah. posting them up? They got. I think I was right on the court. I they're shorter than five six. I would say they look closer to five four or five five. Those girls aren't that much taller than I am. I was right by them on the baseline there. Yeah, that that'd be a I could I could see that yard next year. Um, I'll be interested to see more of what Sydney Parrish does. I think she started off, you know, on the bench this year, went on that complete tear in like December and January, and then same as Yarden, kind of cooled off at the cooled off a little bit, a little bit at the end of next year. Um, so I'm curious as like a full time starter next year, what her what her role is kind of going to look like. I'm very fascinated by the bench. What will the bench yeah. be? Yeah, that's that's another. I mean, they they ride the starters, the starters plus the six so hard. I mean, they're all playing thirty plus minutes a game. Um, I think they're going to start using them more, especially especially Lily Meister. Um, I thought she played very well in her time filling in for Mackenzie Holmes this year. Obviously, she's got a a great one to learn from there. Um, Interested to see more Lexis Barges are off the bench too. See, I, I think, think she could turn into turn into a Cardano Hillary type. Mostly, I think her and Lily are two that'll play off the bench for sure. Especially yeah. 
No, Sarah's probably going to start. Sarah's probably going to take Grace's yeah. spot. Um, I'd be surprised if she didn't. Which is why I'm interested to see if they would look at the portal. Because I'm like, you're going to rely a lot on your bench scoring from like really mm-hmm. young players. Like, even yeah. if it's not um, Lily or Lexi, it's like, do you play the freshmen? Those like highly recruited yeah. freshmen that are coming in? Like, what are they going to be like? Like, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I could see them. Um, I could see them getting that getting that run a little bit more. I mean, not that the not that the freshmen or anyone played a ton this year, but I would say they played. She used her bench more this year than she did the year before. I mean, last year there was some games where she was there was six girls playing a game. That was it. Chloe Moore McNeil would come in off the bench, and that was that was it. Um, so they definitely expanded it a little bit more this year, but you know. It's kind of it's kind of a hard line to walk when you've got that much that much experience out there. You know, you got two, you're gonna have two fifth year seniors, two fourth year seniors, sophomore. Um, but yeah, I definitely think they're gonna, especially towards the end of quarters. I think they're gonna use kind of use them in the same mold they used Chloe Moore McNeil. You know, didn't didn't really play much for freshman year, um, sophomore year started getting kind of those getting people extra rest before quarters, and then junior year ready to make that big leap and either be the absolute first off the bench or start starting, so. I could also see them losing some girls to transfer. You know, I go, I go back and forth on that. I don't, knock on wood, I don't think I would, I don't know. I don't think you would lose anyone of major impact transferring, um, especially like the two we've talked about, since I'd say they're in line to probably start next year once you lose, depending on who takes their COVID year. I mean, you could lose four starters at the end of next year, depending on what Sydney and Chloe choose to do. So those two would be in prime prime position to start. But yeah, some of the other girls at the end of the bench, um, I could see... I could see Keandra Brown medically retiring and just deciding she's done with all the injuries she's had. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. Yeah, the two I was thinking of was Ariel and Mona. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, I, I don't know. I could I could see it, but it's going to be one of the, it's, you know, they're going to have to decide what's kind of what's more important to them. Do they want to go somewhere where they're going to get a lot of playing time? Or are they content being on, you know, a top five team here and not really playing? Yeah. Or do they get someone good in the transfer portal and for lack of a better term, they get they get asked to leave? You know, they just get told we don't have space for you, we don't have minutes. Sorry, but you gotta go. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Um I saw today apparently this was quote unquote breaking news that Mackenzie Holmes and Sarah Scally are taking their COVID years. Um We've been I know new. Mackenzie has said like that's yeah. People are acting like that was breaking news. Mackenzie Holmes has said no less than five times that she's taking your COVID year and coming back. I swear I had seen somewhere before that Sarah Scalia was taking hers. Maybe I made that up, but I don't know. I saw a bunch of people on Twitter were like, "Oh, like that's huge that she's coming back." I thought that had already been announced, but maybe I don't know. Maybe I made that up. Mackenzie Holmes literally said at a press conference, "I will wear Indiana until they tell me I can't wear Indiana anymore." Yeah. That's like, when everyone kept asking her, and they were so shocked. It's like, do y'all not remember that? But yeah, I think that whatever. other one is the only one they were only one they were waiting on. Um, Casuals. Sweet. Yeah. Right. Be uh, be for real, guys. 
so yeah, you know, it's a it's a bummer the way their season ended, but I think they're gonna I think I'm sure they're gonna use that. They're gonna come back. They're gonna come back strong next year. And once again, everyone listening to this, um, continue to go to games. Continue to go yeah. to games next year, or I'll hate you. Not joking. Pack the ball. They they are perfect. probably gonna change the ticketing structure, but I hope so. I I think it's not gonna be uh the five dollar base like it's been. Yeah. I think and you I don't think awesome. Well, I don't think that they're gonna assign seats either. I think that they're what they're gonna do is oh. what they did for the NCAA tournament where they have assigned seats. And then I would the balconies like GA. That. Yeah. I that think that's the best way to go. Yeah, because I mean obviously like I'm still going to be in grad school, but all my friends are gone. So, like, obviously, I'm not really going to be standing in the student section anymore. But I, I'm not really wanting to get to games, you know, wait outside for two hours to get into assembly hall two hours early just to ensure that I have a good seat. Like, if I can get the reserve tickets, like, I'm, I'm getting reserved and having my having my seats all picked out already because there's going to be a lot of, lot, of, lot of good games next year. So, I'm, I'm excited for that. Um. All right, let's see. Do you want to do, like, quick little breakdowns on all of them to kind of rate the seasons like we did for the men? Yeah, we can do that real quick. Yeah, we'll hit that here and then probably wrap it up before too long. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Grace Berger. I know a. she missed a big chunk of the year, but A+. a plus. I mean, the best to ever do it. I mean that with complete sincerity. I, I think, yeah, Tyra Buss has been the unquestioned GOAT for a while and is – Still my one of my favorite IU basketball players of all time, but I think she's what Grace Berger has been. Her her ability to just like take over a game in the blink of an eye was insane. Like I'll never forget the second half of the Iowa game when she came out after halftime and simply decided like I am not losing this game and just went off, outplayed every single one on their team and carried them to the win. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss watching her play next year a ton. Um, there's not really not really anything else that you can say on her, except I hope the Indiana Fever draft her, because I would love to go and watch her play some WNBA games. Um, yeah, so that's, that's about all there is to say on that. I know IU doesn't do it, but also retire 34, please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to add or... Uh, now, on question, go uh, build her statue. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Mm, yep. So true. So true. Uh, next, Mackenzie Holmes. Um, again, A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Uh, first first AP, first team All-American in school history. Um, defense was great. Made a couple threes. Her post moves and footwork was absolutely insane. Um like we said earlier, she she was battling through that knee injury there in the, um, in the Miami game, and she still came out that second half and did everything she could to kind of carry that team to the victory to a victory. So, amazing player um, could very well could very well be the co goat next year. I think, um, depending on barring any like knock on wood disasters or un- unforeseen circumstances. I saw she's she's on track to become the all-time leading scorer. Uh, probably will break a couple other records while she's at it. I mean, she'll definitely be a National Player of the Year nominee. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, hell, she was, she was this year. Um, yeah. 
legend. I love watching her play. Her and Grace Berger in the pick and roll is. I'm gonna miss that so much next year. Um, who else we got? Uh, Chloe. A. Honestly. A minus. She had the. A minus. I thought about it. She had that a little bit of the rough end of the year there, um, but for the most part, like she really stepped up when Grace Berger went out. Uh, had one of the best assist to turnover ratios in the country, except in very very rare circumstances. Like I was never. I was never nervous when the ball was in her hands. Like, I knew she was going to make a good decision with it. Yeah. You could relate with Sydney Parrish in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll move on to her. Yeah, I'm going to give her... I'm going to say A- minus slash B+. Plus. I'll give her a B+. I think plus. She, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say trending more towards B+. Plus. Um, she had some great moments. That North Carolina game was... <laughs> Here, I'll yeah, break it down. Home. Sydney Parish, uh, October to January, A. Yeah. Sydney Parish, January to March, B minus. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, and that's she definitely cooled off. Um, <laughs> we de- we definitely experienced some some mean regression there. Uh, but you know, she really did play well. She seems to enjoy she seems to enjoy playing here. Um, her three point shooting again fell off a little bit towards the end of the year, but she was a good defender. Um, would have liked to see a little bit more care taken with the ball, especially that Ohio State tournament game. Uh, that was that was painful painful to watch. Um, but she really you know she really stepped into stepped into her own here, coming in as a eventually coming in as a starter. Um, She's the one I think that most people were really expecting to have the have the high impact at, on as a transfer. Um, I think she did. I think she, I think she had a she had a good year, and I'm sure she'll she'll, she'll get better next year. So, hoping we can bump that up. Uh, Yarden B plus. She had some. She had some. I think she and Sydney Parrish had very similar seasons. Like they, they, they both started off really hot. Their December's and January's were off the charts and then kind of tailed off a little bit towards the end. Um, but she, she's one, she is one that's got that dog in her for real. Mm-hmm. Holy, holy hell. Some of those clutch threes she hit that, uh, Oh God, the Ohio state game here when they went on like that 27 to two run or something like that. And she made like four threes in that quarter. I mean, my yeah. soul left my body. It truly did. I'm going to give Yard an A minus. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see where she, where she goes next year as well. Like you said, I could definitely her, watching her and Cody McMahon out of Ohio State kind of match up for the next three years is going to be awesome. Um, yeah, she worked work, works on her works on her defense a little bit. Works on the ball handling, especially. I think she's gonna. I feel like she kind of already had a breakout year this year, uh, but even more so, even more so next year, I think. Who are we missing? Who am I forgetting? Oh, do we want to do Sarah Scully off the bench? She basically played starter minutes. B. Yeah, I'm going to say B slash B minus. I just, I feel like she never, she, she was the transfer I was most excited about. Like when I was scrolling through Twitter at this time last year and I saw them announce that transfer, I literally said out loud, I was like, holy shit, we are never going to miss another three again. It's, they're, they're cooking all year long. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like she never, 
just didn't quite fully put it together this year. She had a couple. She had a couple games. Um, you know, at Ohio State, at Michigan. Uh, I think North Carolina was another one where she looked like she did last year, where you had to guard, where you have to guard her basically out to half court. Otherwise, you blink and she's made five threes, and you're not even sure how it happened. Um, but I don't know. For most, of, she was just she was just a little bit off most of the year. Um, it ended. I mean, it was fine because IU is you know this team is so much better than the Minnesota team was last year and. We don't need her to score 20 points a game to even have a shot at winning. Um, but we'd definitely love to see some some more consistency next year. If she can get back to shooting close to 40% from three, that's that's all you basically need her to do. She's not a point guard. She's not a lockdown defender. She's just come out here and stand five feet behind the three-point line and make them make them guard you. So. Exactly. That's, that's really – I mean, honestly, like even even though she was off most of the year – even having her out there was still a benefit because even when she was slumping, you still had to get out there and get a hand up because, like you said, as Ohio State found out the hard way, you blink and next thing you know she's made six threes and you're like, how the hell did this happen? So, if nothing else, she she was good for floor spacing. Um, I think she has a big big year next year though. She's too good of a shooter to slump for this long, so I'm I'm gonna say she's gonna pop off next year. At least, I agree. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any any other thoughts? Um, my thoughts are the men's team's gonna rely on the transfer portal. The women's team is just gonna rely on feeding off of anger. Yeah. <laughs> um, and go Hoosiers. That's um, that's that's exactly right. I think. I think I think the men's team will have a decent team next year. Um, the women's team really looking forward to it. I think they're they're going to feed off this year, um, and I fully expect them to come out and just annihilate teams left and right. Ma- again, manifesting Mackenzie Holmes collecting double doubles down low while Yarden, Sydney, and Sarah bomb in twenty five foot threes while Chloe Moore McNeil puts your best opposing player in hell. That's manifesting that for next year. Send me to Valhalla, Chloe Moore McNeil. Please do. Please, please send Caitlin Clark directly back to Iowa City. Oh, you mean NCAA champion? Uh, you know, <laughs> this will be, la- be one of the last things we hit on. I'm starting to not be a hater. No. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not her number one fan. I'm not, I'm not like the, the, the crazy Iowa fans out here, but... Her game last night. There, there's no words. Iowa, how she played last night versus Louisville. I mean, a 41 point triple double in the Elite Eight. I mean, that's that's unheard of. Oh yeah, just, I could not. Just wait, I what my girl J.C. Shelton does tonight. I am looking forward to that game. Um, I, I, I'm sitting in my living room while I'm recording this, and I've had like Maryland, South Carolina up on my screen. Which shout out to Maryland. Um, it's like a six point. It's an eight point game at half. They've actually played pretty well. So, Maryland, please take down South Carolina. I would love for that to happen. Um, I, I knew I should have took that, that that bet on the field. Yeah, I, I mean, I think South Carolina is going to pull away and win. They're just they're too tall, and Maryland's not a good rebounding team, but. I mean, they're keeping it close. Abby Myers is kind of cooking, so any anything can happen. Um, 
it, it, I, I kind of want South Carolina to win, though, because I think Iowa-South Carolina would be an amazing matchup. Aaliyah Boston would eat Monica Sonano for dinner. Like, they're going to demolish them down low. But if Iowa can shoot threes like they did last night, they're going to they're gonna make it interesting. Is that the matchup that would happen? Yeah, if I was Iowa and LSU have secured their spots in the final four, they're on opposite sides of the bracket. Um, Iowa will face the winner of Maryland, South Carolina, and then LSU gets the winner of Virginia Tech, um, Ohio State. Oh my God, Ohio State, Iowa. I think Ohio State's going to go to what they did to UConn. I watched. I mean, I, I think I texted you that. That's the fir- this is the first year UConn hasn't made the Elite Eight since two thousand five. Mm-hmm. I was six years old the last time they were in the Elite Eight. And, it, it, you know, it's not, it wasn't even a close game. I mean, J.C. Sheldon, like Taylor Mikesell, Cody, their press, it made UConn's guards like AZ Fudd and Nika Mule, they looked like they had never touched a basketball in their lives. Mm-hmm. I think they had eight turnovers each. I mean, the only – That's it, Indiana, it was, too. It, it was – yeah, I mean – when they, when Ohio State's press is working, it's almost impossible to stop because their their motors do not quit. They go and go and go, and it's like that the entire game. Virginia I mean, Tech is the next victim. It's you know that's gonna that's gonna be a good game. They've got a they got an All American post down there. They've also got a really good point guard. But I mean, I thought UConn also had really good guards, and the only the literally the only player on their team who didn't collapse under the pressure was their freaking 25 year old graduate student guard who probably only didn't collapse because she's 25 years old and somehow still playing college basketball hell yeah yeah i was curious on that at first it's like because i i saw she just transferred she's one um outside of iu uh probably one of my favorite players this year but when they mentioned that on the broadcast last night i was like how is how the hell is this girl still twenty five and this is only her fifth year? Like it wasn't her Alley Patbird seventh year or anything like that. But I guess she's she's foreign and started started college at like twenty. So it uh, made more. So. Oh, they've got it. They've got it up on the TV right now. Um, but yeah, I was like, how is this girl twenty five and still playing college basketball? Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to watching Virginia Tech Ohio State. Um, I'm gonna say, give me on the women's side, give me Ohio State. Give me Ohio State, Iowa for the championship. I'm going to do it. I think South Carolina is going to take down. I think South Carolina takes down uh, Maryland today. I think Iowa goes insane from three, and I think they beat them in the final four. And then give me Ohio State winning it all. That's my hot take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do Iowa, Ohio State, but Iowa wins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm honestly, I'm not going to hate that. The, I think a lot of people, especially after IU got knocked out early, I think a bunch of people were like knocking on the Big Ten and saying they were overrated. But I think this just proves how, how deep the league was this year. I think this proves um, how Maryland. fake that Miami win was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. 100%. Like everyone kept saying, oh, IU was overrated. Again, you know. One starter. Worst officiating in my life. Yeah, worst officiating I've ever seen. You know, again, one starter down with a knee injury. Another, your first girl off the bench down with the literal plague. Like, it's... IU wasn't overrated. I think just the year kind of caught up to them. And if anything else, like, overrated, okay. 
they beat like 10 tournament teams, the vast majority of them by double digits. Like they, they stomped North Carolina. They stomped Ohio state twice. They stomped Tennessee. They beat Maryland. They beat Iowa. Like that's, that, that, that's me getting off track on my soapbox a little bit, but national media, no, the Big Ten is not overrated, neither was Indiana. And if you say that, you're dumb and I hate you. No, they just played a team that got hot from three. Like, a girl that shot 17% was cooking. Yeah, yeah. Again, she, that Destiny Harden, she went, o of, she went O of 9 from three versus LSU. Like, that's, you know, that's what sucks about March. When it happens to other teams, it's awesome, but when it happens to yours, it's terrible. So... So, the fact so that she got away with a travel on her game-winning basket, or wildly obvious travel as well. So the fact that Greg they were gets hacking, hacking. Yeah, that that was my favorite part. I think on the breakaway layup when she like st- like legitimately football tackled Grace Berger, and it was like, oh, no call. That's that that seems fine. And then Sydney Parrish would breathe on someone, and she's sent to the bench because she picked up her third foul. Like, come on. But oh well, so so it goes. I think to kind of sum it up here, both teams I think had successful years. Um, maybe slightly disappointing ends, um, but you know you still got a regular season Big Ten championship. You still had some of the best players in IU history come through. Enjoyable teams to watch for the most part. Seems to be likable teams. It's not like we're trotting out Brad Davisons or anything out here or McCaffrey's. Um, easy to root for. And looking, looking forward to him next year. Looking forward to him next year. Oh, we're running it back. Oh, yeah. I'm IU Women's Basketball 2024 National Champions. Soon come, please. Absolutely. Please go nuts next year. All right. And I guess in, in parting thoughts, um, Indiana Fever, once again, please draft Grace Berger. Please do it. We would go up and watch games. There would legitimately be a ton of fans, uh, probably a good chunk of IU fans that would go up just for that, like they were going to for yeah, Alex they Alex would, they would year, attend so. games, for sure. Yes. I, would, I wouldn't go to a, probably wouldn't go to a ton, since it's, you know, still kind of a drive up to Indy, but I'd go to a handful, so. Yeah. I'm done. Write that down, please. Make it happen for us. Thanks. All right. Well, any anything else? We got about an hour and a half here. Knew this was going to be a longer one, since we skipped last week due to sadness. Um... No, I'm good. I think I am too. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, again, sorry sorry that we missed last week, but it's called protecting your own space and well-being. So we gave ourselves a week off so we could rationally talk about those two games. Um, but, yeah, happy March. Hope you guys have been enjoying the games. Um, sucked to see IU get bounced early in both tournaments. But if you look at it from just, like, the perspective of a basketball fan, both tournaments have been absolutely amazing. Um, We've had some really, really great basketball being played. So tune in, tune in for the final four. Um, go Florida Atlantic and um, NFL Shield Hat Rob Lowe. Just hoping for some good games on the women's side. Not super. As long as it's not LSU, that's all I really care about on that side. So whoever wins, wins. It's whatever. And yeah. Well, unless you have any thoughts, we'll, we'll wrap this up and see you all next week. I'm not. Let's get it. All right, go Hoosiers. Go Hoosiers.